time now for History Matters. Looking back at this week in history with the one and only Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire who joins us for the last time at Trinsic Aura Studios at University Place because we are going to be moving to a new location next week. But we are going to go out with a bang, I guarantee you. Good morning. How are you? Well, good morning, Aaron. And uh, how exciting uh, is this news? This is really newsworthy. We could yeah. spend the whole time talking about just what this station does every day. Again, if you're if you're playing the WCHL home game, what you can't see <laughs> on the radio is the fact that the move is actively going on right now, even as we speak. There's two moving trucks outside. There's boxes everywhere. There's detritus <laughs> lying around. The door to the studio is gone. The heat's off. People are running around, throwing things in boxes, taking it all out. And we're just doing the show in the midst of all of that. Every commercial break, <laughs> I'm running back to my office, adding more things to boxes. This is what we're doing today and tomorrow as we get ready for this well, move. So bear with us yeah, again. I mean, it's exciting to see history really happening right here, yeah. right now, and <laughs> right in front of us, which is really amazing. And uh, it's a testimony to everybody uh, in front of the mic and behind the mic who uh, the work ethic uh, that is just, we see it, we listen to it, we, it's just effortless, uh, but you all are, are a world-class radio station. There 100% a, there, guarantee you it's not effortless. <laughs> there, should be, there should be like an uh, uh, Adventures in Adversity Award for uh, WCHL uh, getting through all this and doing it and making it look Oh, we easy. have one. It's in a box somewhere. I don't know where it's, I don't know where it is. Well, it just confirms anybody listening to this station what an exceptional station it is and the exceptional people who make it look easy. And, you know, my hat's off to Thank you, you. Thank if you. I could find where that was. so <laughs> It's in a box right next to our adversity award. All right. Well, here are some people this week uh, that uh, are part of this same kind of get it done uh, and have a unique kind of perspective on uh, problem solving. One is a six-year-old girl. Um, her name is Ruby Bridges. She's born in 1954. Remember, this is the Brown versus Board of Education climactic moment. No more uh, segregation in public schools. Well, it takes a little bit of time. Mm. She's born in that year. Uh, her family moves when she's four to New Orleans, and they still have uh, segregation. See, 1960 comes along, and the uh, NAACP is looking for parents of African-American children to integrate these schools. And uh, few do, and then they, they back off. Uh, Ruby Bridges' parents courageously said, yes, we're going to do this, and so she does. And if you've ever seen the Norman Rockwell painting of the yep. little girl, and uh, then you see the, the marshals accompanying her, uh, that's what this refers to. And there's a, a, an additional story to that is that she goes into the school, all these white parents take uh, all their uh, children out of school, uh, this is uh, November uh, 14th, uh, 1960, and, uh, but there is one teacher, and nobody wants, no teachers want to teach this one African-American. I mean, the, the deepness of prejudice was just terrible. Yeah. Um, but this one teacher uh, who was from uh, Boston originally, uh, she says, of course, absolutely, and she teaches her the entire year. The second day, uh, this one Methodist minister's uh, child comes in. He says, I just want my kid to have a good education. And slowly other white families begin to come back too. 
And uh, by the following year, things have already changed. But, you know, her, her courageous stance of just going day after day after day and the support of her family. And it was not easy because uh, there were uh, her parents lost their jobs. They, uh, there was great prejudice against them, great pressure, attempts to intimidate and harass them. And they just held the line. From every level oh, of the community, so including including leadership yes. as well. I mean, you mentioned, oh, the Methodist minister brought his kid back right. on, the, on the second day. He took his kid out of class on the first day. Right. Like, they came from, they came from there right. as well. And then people realized the sky wasn't falling down and that life could go on like mm. we do. And, you know, it's a, it's a testimony to uh, how even children <laughs> can be uh, courageous and they can see the right thing. And that's all that these parents wanted is they wanted their kid to have, uh, their daughter to have a good education. And uh, and she grew, grows up to be a person who actually continues to say uh, this is important and uh, champion uh, uh, tolerance and diversity. Yep. Okay, so that's one. Now here's another one. And it's, we've always talked about the cascade of things happening. And uh, this is a fellow uh, named Sylvan Goldman. Uh, he was born no November 15th, 1898. We probably haven't heard him much because, uh, but you'll use what he invented every single day. Could be a history trivia question. But Sylvie, uh, Sylvan Goldman, um, he grows up, his parents and dry goods. He has this kind of background. Um, and then he sees a new model when uh, he's in uh, Texas and the oil boom dries up and he goes, or Oklahoma rather, and he goes to California and he sees this new concept being developed of instead of the lo local grocery store, which was the norm for, you know, hundreds of years, right. uh, the one person would serve you, they see something a bigger, bigger box store like we would see today. Yep. And he says, this is great, moves back to Oklahoma, opens up a chain, uh, that one doesn't do so well, but the next one does. It's a Humpty Dumpty chain. And uh, the thing is, though, that people are still used to, like, the little grocery stores. You know, they bring their, their one satchel to put things in. Well, here is a store with all these items, mm. and they need more. Um, and, and the refrigerator exists now, so you yes. can buy multiple days' worth of right. stuff and store it, right? And that's when he gets up with the mechanic and says, we've got to find a way... And they, they, you know, this is before this came about, and they come up with a folding chair. They put wheels on it. They put, like, a basket in it. Um, and <laughs> then they put in, like, another basket. A folding they, chair like any of the dozens <laughs> of chairs that are currently being moved out of the studio right now. Look at all that. That's right. I didn't know there was This is what I'm any. looking at. I'm just looking at chairs and chairs and chairs being piled up. Think of them as Add a basket to one of those. <laughs> yes. And... Um, uh, that becomes, and he patents this, uh, the, of course, the modern grocery cart. Nice. And uh, if you look at the, and what, the best way to think how it was is those small grocery carts, you know, the little ones. Yep. That's kind of what his originally looked like. But then he begins to develop the larger one that is the accordion one that, you know, we all use. Yep. And he's also, you know, he's, he's on a roll. Uh, he also is uh, the guy who invents the baggage cart, <laughs> which is at airports and bus stations it's solving a problem. It's the same thing. It's not a new invention. Thing. You're just doing a different thing with the but same... But nobody again had thought of this. They're all carrying lugging around bags. Doesn't and count just, as a hey, second a invention. We'll what are you talking cart about? There. <laughs> guy in Oklahoma is trying to double dip on his one invention. So, Speaking with, uh, with Scott Washington, uh, History Matters, we've got time for one more. Okay. The other one here is... 
because a guy had gone into the military in World War II, had come out and thoughtfully reflected about what he was going to do for his life, and he decides he wants to make the world a better place. He wants to find a way that lots of people could be involved, and he believes somehow that even in the early 50s that computers would be a norm. And so he begins to work with a, a group up in Stanford, and he, but the, the early computers at this day, which uh, it was like how to interface, you only had like a keyboard. And so he invents something, he says, I think we could do something that would be a little easier, uh, and invents what we now know as the computer mouse uh, in nice. 1970 on November 17th. And uh, so any of you who have ever used a computer, a mouse, or a grocery cart, uh, or have gone to school, or seen kids go off to school, uh, very peacefully know that we owe so much to these uh, uh, giants, these pioneers from kids to adults who looked at problems and said, I think we can do better. And that is how history matters. Scott Washington, thank, thank you so much. You. We'll see you in two weeks at the new place. Know, this is so exciting. Because next week it's Thanksgiving, but two weeks from now... New history matters, new location, good but, future. But the same quality and excellence that always is part of WCHL continues regardless of whatever's happening. And that's, that's history worthy and uh, worth celebrating any day and every day. And I do and anybody who listens to WCHL does as well.